different perspectives. What does that have to do with what happened? Like, why can't y'all be like But a shared experience. Who said that? The dots are not connecting at all. Black Around Table. And that's the problem with these females. These women will never continue to be able to secure high quality men at a level that we are out. I may not have a job and I may not be shit and I may live in my mother's basement and my beard may not connect, but you know what I do have? I have audacity and ability and certainty. And so you and your uncultured mind, Grand Rising, must meet the standards of a man like me because I have a podcast and no credentials. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, spit that game. They not trying to hear you, bro. These females ain't trying to hear you, bro. They don't even give a fuck about you. what happened to the generation where they would cook and clean for you and let you and let you cheat on them and you can come home to a warm bed at night. What happened to females who did that? What happened to females who did that? to add something my mother know. didn't have any options she was a housewife with no type of employment and no type of financial security but you know what she loved her family and that's why she stayed not because she was trapped her if i was a bitch <laughs> if i was a female my name would be dana and i'm jelita and i'm asha <laughs> This is Black Girl Roundtable. Hey guys. Hey girls. Hello. Hey girls. A warm glass of misogyny in the morning. I remember <laughs> that that his fucking fingers in the damn video when he was like, he was so angry. Did you see one so about him being angry. five one? I'm just like the one about him being five one, and I'm and I'm being like, ah, I get it. I get it. He was like, yeah. just because I'm five one doesn't mean you get. I was like, oh, I see what the it's problem okay. is. It's okay, sweetheart. It's all right. Okay. Listen, <laughs> and I know some short men, and I know some girls who be going up for these short men. I ain't gonna name no names, but y'all know some men who attended Delaware State University. Yes. And I'll be like, girl, I don't see it. And they will be at risking all. it all. So y'all love y'all some aces yeah, and lines. Not deterring. I mean, hey, you know, short kings need love too. I ain't mad at it. Could be somebody for everybody. You don't got to be Wilt Chamberlain, but you know, I I ain't gonna do that. I feel so bad for the short. Um, I feel so bad for the short kings who be minding their business, and they got these insecure ass uh, comrades who are just ruining it for the rest of them. They be setting y'all up. Listen, especially at an HBCU or like a, a D9 guy, let me tell you one thing about these little girls out here, they love a little ace. That's what I'm saying. Everybody love an ace. <laughs> okay, they be eating y'all the fuck up. Okay, it's, it's space here for y'all. You just gotta sell it. Exactly. Listen. Are you funny? love aces. Can you dress? Are listen. you cute? I was about to say a little lip lip. <laughs> um, I mean, if that's your thing, go ahead. But... Yeah, true. true. <laughs> Put on a little, um, not perfume either. Why am I struggling with men's stuff today? Put on a little <laughs> Put on a gold chain. Right, an eau de parfum. 
There you Put go. Put on a perfume. Okay, yeah, put on your little your button up, your cufflinks. Niggas love cufflinks. I don't understand why, but they do. I don't get it. What is the point? But if that's what y'all love, that's what y'all love. I guess it's a good little extra, you know, a little, a little something. It's a little razzle see. dazzle. Okay, yeah. I'm like, does it have a stop purpose? Your fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like an earring. For your suit. I'm trying to think what's like the equivalent to that. Like not a bracelet, because you can actually like see a bracelet. I'm trying to think of like maybe there is not one. Maybe just like you know what kings wear cufflinks. It don't gotta make sense to us. If you like the cufflinks <laughs> No, like like she said, it's like earrings, but for a suit. Like that's that that's all I'm gonna think of. It's like earrings. It's like a, a it, specifically it's like a stud. Yeah. It's like wearing a stud when your hair is down. That's for you. I did this right. for me. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Or like a belly ring when you got a shirt, when you got a long, like a long shirt on. That's for you. Right. And I'm happy for you. And right. I'm happy for you. And if somebody, you know, peep it. Oh, cute. You saw that? Thanks. But you didn't. It's, I'll put this on for me. It's all about the details. That's, that's the, the point. Yeah. That's it's the details. Yes. Of it. All about the details. Y'all could be spending your time looking for cufflinks and um, right. cologne and stuff, but here you are doing stupid stuff with your podcast and your, and your TikTok. I just feel like male influencers would be like such a great market if it was like, I'm a male influencer who talks about men's fashion and masculine fashion and, you know, colognes and men's skincare and just did mm-hmm. like what the girls do. Like they would, that's a market that you need to tap into. Help the crusties and dusties out here, please. Please help them. And the thing is, I do, I follow guys who do like really nice, like menswear, just cause I think it's nice. Me too. And I've been looking for I like- to watch. And I look also look for ideas to get like like my boyfriend, you know, or my brother. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like that could be your market. Also, if y'all follow on TikTok, the guy who makes tea and has plants and crystals. Oh, yes, I love him. I love him. <laughs> May he be like, you're going to bed. Here's some chamomile. Good night. And here's a crystal. I hope you have a great sleep. Like, why can't y'all be like him? Just, just sweet and wholesome. Because he's a beta, Asha. And yes, he's a out. simp. <laughs> yeah, he's a simp. He don't get I no bitches. I mean, neither do I. But still, like, yeah. If any of you disgusting ass females are still listening, we gonna get into the podcast. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking I, about today? I'm no, because I'm, I'm, no, I'm really sitting here like I don't understand how you can talk about that for like a good like hour. A good hour just, just like be I angry. Don't black women angry at nothing angry and you know what i thought of i need to make this tiktok i hope no one steals it i probably should make it tonight then but um <laughs> you know when uh in uh elf when you know he's he doesn't know but he's being like very very like ableist and just like rude to the uh to the author because he uh if you guys know oh God, what's his mm-hmm. name patrick he's very he's a very great actor we've all seen him on, on different things but he was like you're an angry elf <laughs> child speaking of things that need to be deleted or people who just need to delete all of their content from the internet let's go ahead and talk about mike todd oh, transformation search 
the uh, interwebs favorite pastor i'm taking that book to the goodwill listen we we're gonna get into to, to all of him but first let's get into his his latest offense i'm gonna try and explain this without my stomach like gurgling learning yeah Oh God. So for those of you who have not seen, number one, please don't look it up. Please don't watch it. I just learned my lesson a couple minutes ago the hard way. Um, if you are not familiar, Michael Todd is the lead pastor at a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Transformation Church. And over the past, I would say maybe like four to five years, Transformation Church has become really popular online. They have very high production quality um, and a lot of um, online sermons and messaging that connects with a lot of people. And I think there is good intention behind what they do. I used to virtually attend quite often. I've even in the past paid ties to Transformation Church. Um, however, their current lead pastor, Mike Todd, has been in a lot of hot water for several reasons. But his latest offense and his, his antics came to a head um, this past Sunday when Pastor Todd proceeded to hock a loogie the size of probably three golf balls in his hand, then dab his fingers in it and smear it across another grown man's face. With the messaging behind it being receiving direction from God, and I'm paraphrasing, but receiving direction or receiving, you know, guidance from God can be nasty. I don't even... There wasn't another way to do that like i don't even have a question for y'all let's just dig into it what the hell what the hell no seriously literally, literally gross what, no, that's i could not in the middle of a panoramic finish the video <laughs> on a good day without a pandemic you do that shit to me we're boxing in a pandemic i'm suing you you oh, talk about god that's some demons that's demons something wrong with you, you my thing is you're trying to give like this this analogy of like when god did it because like god like and then spit his hand and then went over the guy's eye and then he was not blind anymore. You're not God. I don't, I, I, that's, that's the part that really, really got me. It's like, sir, mm -hmm. you can do an analogy and like people are like, also people are not going to get it if you spit on somebody's like face and like smear your spit. People are going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like they're not going to be like, mm, yes. Mm, mm -hmm. Sometimes God's messages are nasty. Then they're, they're going to be like, no, that message is nasty. Whatever you eat, you're nasty. I'm very I'm surprised there wasn't like an audible gasp from the audience because yeah, I would have been was, like, still, he I did not. It was like a, did he, is he doing this right now? Like, I oh, think it was like a, everyone was in disbelief and did not know what to say within the moment. I would have got up and stormed out. I was just about to say that to why, you know what? It's time for me to go. I'm never. <laughs> Mm -mm. You I've you will not enough. find me at this church ever again. I'd be like, well, that's it. That's all I need to know. Like, I know we at church, but what the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all see that? I know y'all saw that. And so allegedly, the guy who he, he smeared the spit on is his brother, his biological brother. And people were like trying to use that to justify it, but to me, that made it worse. It it don't biological brother, step brother, foster brother, why? This my thing is you prepared this sermon. You went, you done walked through this on how you were going to do this, and at no point in time, I'm sure you talked to somebody about it. Possibly, no one said, or you didn't think putting spit in my hand and smearing it on someone's face is not 
is not the right me- like we could go about it another way we can make some nasty potato salad we could throw a bunch of food in a bowl together and make someone eat it i don't know i, don't, just, I just don't see i just feel like he did it because he knew he could do it and he was right. gonna, it was gonna get clicks online and exactly gonna talk about it and it's really unfortunate to think about like where like when transformation church first blew up versus like where they're at now it's just really crazy to see because i really liked the um the crazy faith series that they did years ago um and then even the relationship goals I that like got a lot of attention goals, yeah. and i think relationship goals it was a really nice way to kind of like frame perspective and relationship but from then to now it's just been a stark jump. And even when I go back and watch some of the things that Mike Todd was talking about during Crazy Faith and Transformation Church, there were just like little, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know, for lack of a better term, red flags that I caught mm-hmm. after rewatching mm-hmm. that was like, oh my God, like I can't believe I didn't kind of process that the first time around. Like when he was talking about relationships and marriage and how like as a woman, if your husband is beating you, you shouldn't leave the the lit marriage you should just leave the house and it was like whoa and then there was one sermon that he did where he was talking about i I don't even know what the sermon was but he was like walking on water with the imagery and i was like you are doing a lot right now right um and like i don't i understand the visual and i think that that is helpful for people and that's fantastic but again it is the word of god it is the word of god and so I don't need you to be reenacting. This isn't a this ain't a play. Like I need you to preach. Right. So he did yeah. the one with the marching band. It's just it's it's been I feel like it's taken away from the message. And I really tried not to criticize and just kind of like exit quietly because I don't want to criticize how other people kind of connect with God. And I thought that the the messaging and the intentionality behind it was really positive, but it's starting mm-hmm. to get to a point where like, this is really problematic. Yeah, for me, it's just like, again, you trying to do the works of Jesus to, you know, well, I, I should say the miracles of, of God, of Jesus from, you know, when he was on earth to, show messages but sometimes like you're taking it too far again you're not jesus you're not god you're not him reincarnated so what are we doing here there are other ways to talk about a different message um but i mean i've been you know i i had his book and everything and but i don't know when it was but i got off the mike todd train a minute ago um and Mm -hmm. he said something problematic i think it was I think it was the, you know, you sh- even if you are being abused, you should not, you know, divorce. And I think that's just like so dangerous. And that has been something that people have said for centuries. And this is yeah. why women die or and get beaten in their homes and mistreated. Because it's like, oh, well, if you leave me, you're defying God, right? So I just, I was like, I was not feeling that at all. So... Yeah, no, not doing it. Sorry, can and that was gross. That was, that was gross. Um, and I know people say, you know, you shouldn't criticize. You know, you know, you can not like what he did, but you sh- shouldn't like heavily criticize what he did. He's still a man of God. It's like, mm, and I'm gonna criticize him because he should know better. Because he's, yes, he is exactly. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. He should know better. 
the thing about Christianity that I think a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, Christianity has absolutely been used as a tool of oppression for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. people still have a lot of negative feelings about Christianity. Now, whether that is reflective of how you practice and how you learn is really irrelevant, but you need to be cognizant of the fact that that is a stigma that exists. Just like even though you're white and you didn't own slaves, you need to be aware of how your whiteness affects mm-hmm. people who have negatively been impacted mm-hmm. by white people. And for Christians and people who you know believe in that type of faith or really any type of major religion, you need to be cognizant of that. And so to me, when I see that, I think about people who have been abused by the church and or people who are maybe new to the faith and don't really know where to go or like what it's going to be. That to me seems culty. That's not a good representation of what we want Mm -hmm. this space and this place to be. And so thinking about new believers and children and, and people who are, you know, kind of a little bit newer in their faith, like that is not something that you want to broadcast on the internet now if you want to you know have a private sermon for people who you feel like will respond well to that that's your business right but i do take issue with you hopping on you know the internet talking about some you know i'm a christian and this is what christianity is like as somebody who identifies as a christian woman i struggle with with you right presenting that online yeah because i'm somebody who actively tries to to push against what y'all have you know, perverted Christianity to be. Yeah, it's just, I and I, I know people want to, you know, he's a black man preaching the word of God, I get it, but like, at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong, and that was nasty and wrong. Okay, so why don't you go listen to a black woman who preaches the word of God, like Sarah Jakes Roberts, because she ain't talking about no about nonsense like that. Okay. Here she is, Sarah Jakes Roberts. There are so many black women pastors um, and and the, uh, theologians who are doing the work. I'm thinking about here in D.C., Reverend Dubai. I'm think like, you know what I'm saying? And her mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many people that you could be listening to who have, who really are, you know, full of word of God and don't do stuff like that. And I'm not saying that Mike Todd, mm, yeah, you know, I don't care. Um, I think Mike Todd has gotten to the point where he's so big that it's starting to feel like a false prophet. Um, Correct. And if you don't like that, Joel Osteen, like, yeah, yes, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah, yeah. it's the same. It's the same. It's for me. And the sad part about, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say for me, like, I can't say that it's always been fake. I can't speak on the man, but once he was like, I got arrested for fraud or something like that, it kind of just was like, it's a lot (laughs) of things coming together now. Like, yeah. "Mm." he'll reveal things like over the course of like weeks months whatever and as you kind of start like watching the backlog like you'll start connecting some dots and when he talks about his experience as like a musician as a person like as somebody who is like you know was a performer does participate in the arts you know heavily it's something I enjoy there is a level of vanity that all performers all artists etc have And I don't think that's inherently bad, but you do need to check it because sometimes Mm -hmm. you will, some people get so caught up in the high that comes from performing and being on stage and having people clap and applaud for you that they will search for that high anywhere they can get it and will hide behind things like religion, things Uh like being Mm -hmm. in positions of leadership, people like Donald Trump, who I think have that need and hide behind it in politics. And so as I sometimes, as again, 
completely my own opinions, completely my assumptions. But sometimes as I watch Mike Todd and he talks about his desire to want to be a drummer and to be a musician and a producer and how, you know, that didn't work out for him and it led him to, you know, being a pastor, I see elements of that that make mm -hmm. me question his motives mm -hmm. and right and sometimes he can convince me otherwise but most of the time especially in situations like this i am kind of confirming what i already think exactly yeah and that's like i said not to say that he's a bad person or anything like that it's just like like you said once you get to a certain level are you doing it for the right reasons did you get into this for the right reasons like was it was right. it always a show and then that also goes back to the whole culty type of thing that's how stuff like that starts oh he's very yeah. charismatic he right. knows what, and then he started doing crazy stuff and people still like but it's my time <laughs> and now look now you didn't you in a hut somewhere in timbuktu because he right. told you to your, come with him <laughs> give all your damn money to him and right. you don't care you broke having tea with david miscavige <laughs> <laughs> and my, thing is, you, yeah. my thing is he did Why? like I'm not saying my he did apologize but I barely like, yeah and it was like a, it wasn't and he said well I shouldn't have done I got too carried away but my thing is it should be like that should have never happened and you know I need I need a why like wh what I feel like the apology was insincere he it was very much like oh my god look at all the clicks I'm getting I'm sorry cheese right he was like oh, oh y'all ain't y'all let me say right let me go back and say i'm sorry because you should have said i'm sorry but my thing is also who's it who's checking him there's nobody in there apologize to your brother uh okay no we can't air this this cannot like we couldn't make an apology right. video now with the church film crew to well, cut it and you know what the crazy <laughs> thing is Mike Todd and his wife, and I'm not saying that this is inherently a bad thing, but again, just things that I think people need to be aware of while they're watching the message. So I don't know how many people know this. Mike Todd and his wife are not the founders and are not, you know, I don't know, the owners or whatever the right word is mm -hmm. of Transformation Church. It is an right. older white gentleman and his wife that are like the original folks of Transformation Church. And they built it up to a certain level. I think it was called something else before it was Transformation Church. And then Mike took over um, and his wife. And then this guy goes to do whatever, like, I don't know, like high level clergy stuff that he does that requires him to be like meeting with other religious leaders around the country, et cetera. But Transformation Church is their church. Um, and so that is, again, doesn't necessarily deter the work that they do and also the fact that they do put black folks in religion at the forefront of what they do i think that's you know commendable commended and commendable however that is information that i as a black person especially how deeply troubling black folks history with christianity and the christian church can be that i need to know and i wish they were a little bit more forthcoming with that information it took me months to, right. to find that out yeah because i'm like if you're just looking at it off of face value i'm like oh this is his church and him they do this is his he built it from the ground up and this then, is some black people's church right it's not and that. Then you, like just slowly but surely it's like mm, there is a so difference much. between a black right. church and a church where black people you know attend and work it's, it's a stark right. difference and one is not necessarily better than the other but it is information that i need to have right 
can't make a decision without knowing all the facts yes okay I think that's the part like I'm I'm definitely a spiritual and religious person but when it comes to stuff like this once stuff gets performative that's when you lose me yeah can we just go to church we're gonna sing a couple songs we're gonna hear the sermon we go home not you erecting crosses and like Mike Tyra running on a damn treadmill and got all these tricks and what 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 is this why are we doing this that's not what I came here for (laughs) what no anywho let let us get back to the I don't know this was about (laughs) Mike Todd how we do this in summary Mike Todd we do Mike Todd you're nasty stop spitting on people ew nobody likes that and his wife you need to whoop his ass and divorce him. <laughs> really, the irony right. would be beautiful, my sister. Girl. Mm. What y'all do in the privacy of your home don't need to be on television. If y'all is into that, I don't need to participate. And his brother, you need to... He not invited for Christmas or Thanksgiving for the next five years. You need to, you learn need to fight lesson. him. Right. You yeah. need to fight him. In front on of live the church. television, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all the church. Y'all need to scrap. Y'all need to scrap in the pool pit. No. All right, moving right along. Um, I wish we were shifting to something a little bit more, you know, um, positive. But I think it's important for us to chat about this on the podcast because this story has not been getting nearly enough coverage. Um, and we're going to talk about Lauren Smith Fields. So Lawrence Smith Fields um, was a 23-year-old woman who lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and was found in her apartment um, in early December. Um, after, um, I don't know if we want to call it a meeting, a date um, with a white man who the media has been painting as older, but he was 37, so older than Lawrence, but he wasn't, you know, elderly. Right. But after she met him on a dating app, um, she was found in her home unresponsive after he called police. The Bridgeport Police Department went to the scene of the crime and decided not to investigate the gentleman who she went, or I'm being generous, the man who she was on the date with because um, they quote unquote thought he was a nice man. Over a month after she died, a medical examiner ruled that her death was an accidental overdose and Smithfield's family has noted that they have a lot of questions that need answers and wanted some um, investigations to take place. Um, it took over a month and lack of media coverage and a lot of public outcry and and support from you know social media. But finally, on January 25th, which is um, the day before we're recording this, um, the Bridgeport Police Department has announced that they are now going to investigate um, Smithfield's death as a crime. Um, I thought it was important just to kind of talk about, you know, Lauren as a young black woman. Again, can't even imagine what her family and what, you know, she possibly could have been going through at the time. But, you know, what do we do with this? I mean, that's a little question, but, you know, how do you guys feel? I just feel like from the jump, <clears throat> they tried to paint her to be... I, I can't say something she wasn't. I don't know her life, but like they from the jump they tried to make it make her look bad. Like you said, like, oh, twenty-three year old goes on date with older man. I'm thinking is 
cute after age like right. oh and they're like he's 37 what like that that's not that big of a deal like no it's just and then I don't know if you guys seen like I can't remember what news outlet it was like they used this nice hiking picture of him looking like a wholesome man and then they use like a vacation mm-hmm. picture of her in a bathing suit to make her look scandalous and prior to it coming out about him being like a little bit closer in age to her like I see people unfortunately people we all know talking about see that's what you get for wanting to wanting to be a sugar baby that's what you want that's what you get for doing this and it's like who said even that? if that was the lifestyle I'll tell you offline um <laughs> even if you even if she was being a sugar baby or anything of that lifestyle that doesn't want her to be murdered essentially like or any you know any harm to come to her in any form like I, I, I don't get two and two the math ain't mathing like I, I, yeah. I, it genuinely did not make sense and I feel like that is the picture that they keep trying to paint like oh she was just out there trying to find someone to take care of her okay and and, and? Did, like what, what does that have to do with what happened and then the police he called his friend who works at the police department before they called the police to come investigate. Hmm. What's, what are y'all covering up? The dots are not connecting. The dots are not connecting. And then my third and final point is, y'all know what I'm saying. She was a white woman. This would be all over the news. Again, that one, the one white girl who went missing in the park or whatever, God rest your soul. It was very unfortunate about what happened to her. It's been months, and we're still talking about it. This happened a few weeks ago. Nothing. Like I don't, I don't understand the disconnect. And this whole thing just really bothers me because, for, for several reasons, just because you know, a black woman is dead, and that's already disturbing enough a young black woman is dead um she did not deserve to be killed and particularly did not deserve to to die like that um and I think a lot of times again um y'all love black bodies but you don't love black people it is it just sparks so many feelings like all the things that both of y'all said about like black womanhood and black femininity and how it relates to kind of just the negligence of the world in this case but also just how people in general are reacting to it Jelena and Aki both touched on it but I'll reiterate it here just it even if she was you know being a sugar baby an escort whatever you want to call it whatever type of you know relationship or companionship that these two were about to have for a financial you know exchange I don't know who needs to hear this, but there is not anything wrong with that. Just because, you know, sex work or, you know, any type of work like that is not the type of career path that you or I choose to engage in does not mean that there is anything inherently wrong with it. How people use their free time and spend their money 
is their business. Now, I do think it's a, an industry that needs to be regulated, legalized, and there needs to be some some structure set in place. Absolutely. So that way in situations like this, people can be held accountable. And I want to emphasize if that was happening, because we do not know that that was the type of exchange or situation that Warren was looking for. But um, if it was, or you know, for women where that is the case, there's nothing wrong with that. And so it's really important for us to stop demonizing people who participate in this industry because it is one of the oldest industries that exist in this world. And regardless of whether you know it or not, anybody who's ever been on any type of adult website, you have participated in this industry. And you're probably not as far, far removed from it as you think. Uh, like stuff like this like uh, it's always like the thought in my mind I'm like I can only imagine her final moments of being like I thought this was gonna go one way and now you know things have gone left and I just don't he seemed like a nice guy like that is really pissing me off (laughs) like how how I called you because there is an unresponsive young woman in this house and I'm the only other person, sorry, and I'm the only other person in the house. Like, what? Red flag immediately. How is it? Number one, two, three, four, and five. It, you know, it, it really just blows my mind every day what little regard people have for, for young women, for black women, um, and even just the way that, you know, youth really is is demonized and as I it's ironic that as I get older but I'm still entering spaces where I am the youngest person there I realize how much people try to use like your youngness against you and your youth against you it's just really sickening and if y'all have such a problem with women who engage in this type of industry or this type this type of relationship and again we're making a lot of assumptions on what the situation was because i'm not wholly convinced that that was the, the case but if it was this type of situation y'all don't seem to have this type of smoke for this man y'all never seem to have that type of smoke for the people who women to interact in these situations are you mad because you can't afford to do that for women? Are you mad because those types of opportunities do not exist for you? Because I'm not wholly convinced that if you had the opportunity to be wined and dined by a wealthy woman that you wouldn't take it. Exactly. And if you say you wouldn't, you're lying. You're a liar. Even if you're like, oh, I'm not going to see the dinner, you still want to go to dinner. You still want the, the $300 lobster. <laughs> like, And y'all a little more inclined to fuck anything that moves than we are. So okay. again, you not you not convincing me that y'all don't want to and and don't do participate in this type of, you know, mutually beneficial is what I'll call it, relationship. Exactly. Like you said, okay. why, where is the energy for him? Romance is not the only reason why people enter partnerships, situationships, you know, etc finances are a part of relationships whether you like it or not for some people it is more important than others but money is a part of relationship and for some people it is more important and that's that especially as a woman in a patriarchal society money matters and you're delusional if you think it doesn't somebody need to be getting paid if it's gonna be me fine if it's going to be you, fine. But somebody in here needs to be getting a fucking check. Right. That I do know. 
Anyway, rest in peace to Lauren and, and major condolences and, and love and light to her, to her family. Um, make sure you guys are keeping an eye on the case and looking out for any type of support that her family may need. Um, everything's kind of still development or developing and there's not really a lot of information on um, what their next steps are, kind of what at this current moment in time they're going to be looking for from the community other than just kind of spreading her story. But make sure that you are, you know, ready to continue to, to rally behind her. And also check yourself if you are not, you know, kind of backing this situation her story in the same way that you may back um, stories of Black men. Because there's also just a lot of lack of energy around Black women and Black femmes from all people. And I'll leave it at that. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. Okay, um, on to our final topic for what's trending let's go ahead and talk about the beautiful fantastic amazing dazzling wonderful r&b songstress ari lennox so if you guys are fans of ari or maybe if you just kind of interact in the r&b neo soul space um you've probably been seeing a lot of updates um, about ari lennox um she was recently arrested in amsterdam and she also recently announced that she would be working on one more full-length studio album and then um, more likely than not exiting um, the music industry. And so this has been met with a lot of mixed responses. And again, as I noted, if you're a fan of Ari, you probably have been seeing a lot of the, the criticism and the hate that she's gotten for a lot of different things, a lot of the disrespect she has been privy to um, from a lot of folks. Um, I'm personally disappointed by this news um, but I completely understand her choice. Um, what do you guys think about some decisions that Ari has made recently? So, you know, I love Ari Lennox. I've loved Ari Lennox for a very, very long time. Since I want to say like 2017, um, when I was first introduced to her music. And, you know, I think she's a great artist and I would love to see her do more. I, you know, I do still feel like she's like the future of R&B right and I think she has a bright future ahead um but I do understand her you know I don't know what her life has been like for the past few years since she's gained more notoriety um and I know she's big on social media and she's had to kind of cut back because people are being very brutal to her um which I think they do particularly to like black women entertainers and darker skinned black women entertainers like y'all are not slick um and I wish that she would kind of do more of a Beyonce thing to be like, if it ain't about music, I'm not talking to y'all, but I'm gonna give you this music. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I also understand her being like, you know what? I don't think this industry is for me anymore. I kind of just want to make my last album and kind of move on with my life. 
I also understand that and like as a fan of course I would want more than just one album after this but as someone who understands like you need to take care of yourself um and you know what's best for you I completely support her as a, a another black woman who, who thinks that people deserve to go on their own preferred and healthy paths exactly now i share the same pretty much the same sentiments as both of you and like i'm just like pull a jay-z and like come out of retirement or something afterwards or i don't know be a feature on everybody so i don't know i need something like one more album is just not gonna be enough but like you said i understand why just i I honestly don't understand the hate that she gets i truly don't but I think she has a great personality. I love her lives. It, like she is hilarious. <laughs> like she's like yeah, she seems just like a genuinely nice and fun person. So I don't understand why people are like so like on her about everything. But like you said, if anything, take it from her and like the over like was the summer with like Simone Biles being like I don't want to do this anymore. It's I'm it's not for me. My mental health is is suffering because of this. Um, look girl you could say you're not dropping the album and i'm like i respect it you gotta do what you gotta do because like at the end of the day like am i upset yes but i completely completely understand yeah when i think about albums that people talk about that meant a lot to black women um obviously people talk about you know lemonade and control and i think that that you know is 100 percent true i think both of them are are beautiful projects but I don't know maybe it's just kind of where I was in my life mentally but like Shea Butter Baby really just did something for me when it came out it just checked a lot of boxes it fed a lot of different parts of my personality and my life in a way that I didn't even realize I was kind of looking for um and it was it was beautiful but it was still very like I don't want to say raunchy that's not the right word but it was very raw in a way that I don't think older neo soul artists kind of did and so it brought some of that that new up and coming you know element to neo soul that i really like um and despite a lot of criticisms that people have of ari's voice which i'm sure we will get to in a minute i think ari has a beautiful voice and and such a unique tone that is just it's truly something to be coveted um so similar to you asha like i would really love nothing more than for Ari to drop another project, even just some of her her singles and her features after Shea Butter Baby dropped, like Self Love, and she did Amnesia with 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 bass and you know just some of the other things she's kind of sprinkled her energy on here and there. I just enjoy it all. Um, but I a part of the reason why I love Ari is because she is so true to herself. And so in the same way that I have a lot of respect for Shea Butter Baby as an album, I really have a lot of respect for her for making this choice. And I think it is also going to mean a lot to, to Black women in our age group to see that if something is not for me, it doesn't matter how much other people want something, that I can make a decision for myself that this is no longer serving me. Um... But something I always, you know, I remember when Silk Sonic got all these awards for that one song, just for Leave the Door Open, and I'm like, bruh, like, where is Ari Lennox's awards, and where where are Chloe and Halle's awards? When they got Best Duo, I said, Chloe and Halle are right there. And I'm not saying that Leave the Door Open was not a good song, but it was one song. I was sick. I said, I'm done. 
Um, any final thoughts on Ari? Please oh, change shit. your mind, sis. <laughs> I hope she pulls a Jasmine Sullivan because Jasmine Sullivan told us after her first two albums that she mm. was done and she took a really long break and then she came back with Hotels and it was like she never left. Exactly. So I'm hopeful that we get that from Ari, but I also, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'll tag her in this and we'll post this as a snippet for the podcast. But like, I have no expectations. And again, just if nobody else is saying it, girl, we really love and support you in all your decisions and i will bump shea butter baby into the end of my days exactly listen i, I, I will take you. all the yeah look i won't tell a soul hey <laughs> right. if you just want to hum into a kazoo and send it to me as a voice note so like exactly. i'm fine with that that's cool come sing our theme song ari exactly you do that too yes we love you and we do we really do just and my favorite video on the internet is when she got on that little the little feathery join and it's just mm -hmm. singing her song it's just wholesome it's it's prime just ooh, i just love it and, also someone yeah. said and i was like i identify with this so much Someone says Ari makes music for like the black girls who are kind of awkward who try to be sexy for their man and then trip. I was like, oh my god. Yep. Yes. Me. Have never it's been just, so seen. <laughs> it is was, like, such a specific. Seen. It is such a specific part of black womanhood that she just speaks to. And like again, Control is a, and that's why I keep comparing it to that. Control was a fantastic album. It spoke to me in a lot of ways, but there were also parts of it that I think other people connected with really deeply that I just didn't. And I feel like I connect that way to Shea Butter Baby. I like, think there's the one with whipped cream. Like, oh my gosh, that song. Oh my God, whipped cream. Oh my whipped gosh. Cream, let me tell you, when whipped cream came out, I think I was doing my hair at the time. And I listened to the song, I think a smooth 20 times. And I'm not even exaggerating. When I tell you, I just kept listening to it. And by the time I was done my hair, I knew the song by heart. Yeah, it's, it it's, 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 mm, mm. And it, it spoke to me so, oh my God, at the time, it was like, oh my God, yes. Like, ah, uh, it just, and I knew exactly who it was for. Like, whipped cream was just so. It was for me. Good. It was for me. Like, it was. It was for me. And I think that one, FaceTime was for me. Scissor mm -hmm. really spoke to me in like 2017 when Control came out. That album really yes. spoke to me. And I will always love Scissor for that album. Just how I will always love mm -hmm. Ari for um, Shea Butter Baby. That album also came at the perfect right time. time. Yeah, And maybe that's what it is. Like I... I was late to the control party and it was completely my fault. Um, it was just, you know how people kind of like talk about something so much that you don't want them to ruin it for you. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I had to wait before I finally sat down and listened to control from start to finish instead of the whole thing. And I think it was after I went through a lot of the things that SZA was talking about in that project. And so I don't think it clicked for me 
in the same way, um, with the exception of 20-somethings, because that, let me tell you, that's going to hit to my 30th birthday. Okay. I mean, because that, every time that song comes on, I have to watch where I am because I just, it brings mm-hmm. tears to my eyes. Um, that came at a time where I was at my, like, most, like, I was so hurt and vulnerable. And I was in Miami when the album came out. Because it was literally, 20-something came out after we graduated college. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're like vulnerable. You don't know what you're about to do. You don't know like how you're about to navigate the world. I was the the first time I heard twenty something. I had packed my car and was on my way. Like I was driving to my dad's house so he could drive me to Florida, and I had to pull over and just cry in the fucking second and Charles parking lot because I could not get it together and was just like I don't know what I'm about to do I'm literally about to drive into the next part of my life I'm about to move across the country what the fuck am I doing to myself like it was just it was just needed um so again we could go on we could literally do a whole episode just about control but circling back to Ari Shea Butter Baby just I wasn't even looking for and maybe that's what it was like when we graduated college I was looking for something like I needed to be seen I didn't even know I needed to be seen when Shea Butter Baby came out and just I liked Ari's music I liked the single she dropped so I was like oh yeah let me listen to this and it was just and I think it was the highs and the lows of just life and not just and that's what it was it was about life and not just relationship like there are songs on the album that are just about me and it just made me feel okay to be to sing about me like new apartment that's my song. That's oh my, my song. And about Bro. being broke, but I got, but I have a new apartment. Right. We gonna put these Dollar Tree wine glasses in the air because I ain't got money to buy real glasses. But what I mm. what I do have is a new apartment, and ain't ain't no ain't a you can't piece of damn furniture in this bitch. But you can't. But you ain't gonna tell me shit. Yes. <laughs> I literally was just listening to that too. That's funny. Can't tell me shit. Ooh, that's my that, shit. Watch me come come the time that we move. I'm going to be in that. Because I can still walk around naked in my apartment. Because the nigga who I'm going to be living with has seen me naked already. Right. <laughs> well, but. But. And what? Shit, that shit talking. Hey, get the fuck out of my apartment, nigga. Yes. Ooh, that's my shit. And then that, that and then somebody who lives alone. Or, you know, does that that part at the end as soon as you get off your feeling and she hit that I'm sad. Yes, yeah. I'm Bitch. lonely. Bitch. I can't have sex with my furniture. And you'd be like, oh my God, like I really do need to talk to people. Yep. Yeah. That's real. Ooh, that's real. That's the no, that part, yeah. Oh my God. I need people. <laughs> you know, I think I want to actually mm. I want to put a pin in what the what y'all need to hear for this one is. And I kind of actually do want to go through the album song by song for what y'all need to hear. And what y'all need to be hearing is this Ari Linux on your playlists. If you don't have Ari on your playlist, I feel like our listeners just instinctively would. So we're going to start off with Chicago Boy, which I think is like the perfect song to start an album with is smooth. You know, you have that do 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 do. So how do how when you first heard the album start with Chicago Boy, how did y'all feel? 
I think it was, you know, like you said, it was a great intro. I don't really have too much to say about the song in and of itself, but I think it was a great kind of just like introduction into, I don't know, the kind of world, the scene that she was creating. Right. Like, and like you guys were saying earlier, just being like, it's so relatable. They just was like, yes, this is, mm -hmm. this is what we needed. <laughs> yeah. I think Chicago it was just Boys a nice little, cool. I feel like yeah. she snaked us into the, the right. world. You gotta set the scene. Hey, listen, baby, I don't know if you go trust me, if I fuck you, but I can't just fly. I, it's just so smooth. I love it. All right. Next Beautiful. one. One of my personal favorites, a summer bop, a summer jam, BMO, break me off. Break me off. Listen. And shout out to the remix with Doja Cat. I yes. really enjoyed that Ooh, more yes. than I thought I would. Yeah. Me I was too. like, okay, like, wait a minute. It's like one of those songs you can play while in your car and like you jam it with the windows down and everything. It feels like fucking a man on a Saturday afternoon, which is yes, a great time. Yes, in the summertime. Yep. <laughs> yes. In the middle windows of the fucking down. day with like, we don't got shit else to do. We don't have windows shit else to do open, shot. let the sunlight in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a good time. Let's have sex and, and then go to Taco Bell at 3 p.m. Mm hmm. And then sit here on the balcony. And That's a great high. time. It's And then let's yes. smoke a blunt. Yup. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a great day. And that's what break me off is more, oh. more. Yeah. I is it me? Am I the only one who be calling it BMO like fucking Adventure Time? I I call it that even though I know what it stands for. I same, <laughs> but when I see it, I immediately be like BMO. BMO, yeah. I be like BMO, like the little the little, the little guy. Thing. Mm -hmm. Like if some yeah if somebody asked me like what is the song called I'm gonna say it's called BMO BMO and then if I buy it called that I'm gonna be like because of the, like I'm gonna give you break the, me the, off yeah yes. okay great <laughs> also, she but as soon as known. I see BMO I'll be like BMO but you know she uh, is she I can see BMO because she is an Adventure Time fan so yes which is why BMO. I was like oh it's BMO it, it's, it's a double it's just the same thing. It's a double entendre. Yes, it's a double. No, my favorite thing is a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double entendre. I'm screaming. It's a double entendre, right. y'all. Look at her. She's so smart. Yes, come on, Ari. We see you with your brilliance. Okay, next is broke. Featuring how you say this man's name? J I D G G. I don't look. I be calling that man J. Did JID? I I call it that man if that's not it. But I also call uh black six black so for six lack. Ex exactly. I was calling him six lack for years. It's not six lack. It's black. No, it's black. Wow. Thank you. And he and he, he like y'all don't y'all don't understand how the six is the B. No, I but don't. That's know. the one whose line number is Listen. six. I still identify. I was I just about to say, I'd be like, y'all be throwing these motherfucking line numbers in here, talking about some, yeah, this, you know, the chosen one, and the eight is the H. No. No. But he was like, it's like how Tupac, he would put the two 
Yeah, but you say Tupac, Tupac. like Tupac. So if you put the six so, in front of the lack, what am I saying? With that logic, six I'm lack. saying six lack. Or if I'm quick, I'm going to be like, slack. Right, or if anything, he was like, my name is Slack. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But he was like, it's black. Nigga. <laughs> like, I'll call you black because you said it was black, but it's it's six lack. It's, it's six lack, lack forever. <laughs> and I'll be trying to say it quick. I'll be like, it's lack. <laughs> that was no nothing was worse than like when SZA first came out I was like how do you say this like what? SZA I was like what I was like SZA I feel like that little girl when they was like what do that word say she was trying to say who and she was like why I don't know what I don't know what this word is that's my favorite what the fuck she was that poor baby was trying so hard. It don't make not a lick of sense. Um, yes. So How do you? I mean, Shea Butter Baby. I love the song. I could do without the J Cole feature. How did I? But know I know I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm biased. I don't care for it. I'll be like, all right. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind it. Now, it's so funny. Like, Shea Butter Baby is a great song. It's not my favorite on the album because the whole album slaps. Mm, and that's agreed. a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably one of my it's, least it's still, favorites, but I like it. It's still groovy. And it still gives you that, like, that kind of, that still that smooth Shea Butter vibe that she gives us throughout the whole album. And it is the namesake. So, I've, it, it's a great song. And also, it was a song... For a movie so mm-hmm. there's that but Bush. um yeah i think it's still, it's still a solid song and i think it's a great for a namesake but yeah like it's honestly not my favorite off the album yeah i was gonna say that i'm like is it my top yeah. no but do i love it yes <laughs> i get while j cole's on the feature but it just it don't be doing it for me i'm sorry um like as soon as i get to his part i'll be like all right i'm done I got what I came for. Right. Um speak to me. Oh, speak to me. I always and... forget about this one. Leave me dusty and alone. Because why do you be speaking to me? You said what? I said, why do you be speaking to me? But I love the vocals on this one. This is probably my vocally. This one and FaceTime are probably my favorite vocally. Why do you speak to me? Yeah, she was singing her behind off of Speak to Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and I've and um uh I've been she sings her mm-hmm. face oh, off. Oh yeah. Yes. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in just <laughs> a minute. Ooh. Ooh. So next, of course, is everyone's favorite anthem new apartment we already talked about it it's the anthem for like the apartment to where like whew, all right i pay my rent so i'm not going anywhere right honey anthem. I feel, and that's so relatable i really feel song. like this is one of those songs that like you know how you you get up on a saturday and you gotta clean the house this is one like it's just it's mm-hmm. going to be around the forever this is one of the classics of our generation and I, people be like, that's mm-hmm. not like I mean, like literally of our generation, not yeah. something that came out in 1998. Like, no, right. this is it. I agree. This is I agree. my 20s. I it's a staple in my young adulthood. Like, exactly. it is 
this is my going kids to will be listening to this song forever. Exactly. We're going to be into our new house. And right. like, you I do exactly. 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 This is going in the books with uh, Adorned by Miguel. I'm yep. playing this song forever. <laughs> that one. Right. Trust me. When my kids hear this, they know it's time to clean my house. Yep. So my dad and mom playing Ari Lennox, get up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no dead ass. Do you hear con- if you hear control and shade, but a baby, it's time to clean <laughs> time to the get house. Up. It's time to get up and clean my house. Yes. Yes. Now we'll move on to my favorite. I'm sorry, Asha. I'm jumping the gun, <laughs> but I love this one, and I love okay. the remix of Duran Bernard. Oh my god, I love this song so fucking much. Ooh. <laughs> I wish but I the, see the, the, re- <laughs> the remix, because I love the song already. It was mm-hmm. probably one of the ones that I was coming back yes. to the most. But when she dropped this remix with Duran Bernard, yes, I felt like the old people at church. I'm gonna throw my shoe at you. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop singing like that. Like, y'all did not have to do us like that. Mm. They did not, just, and I love, and they've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. No, it was. They've been friends for a very long time, which I think is just so beautiful that they're both kind of having like this great era. And I think Duran Bernard is mm-hmm. now coming up and we're all working a little bit more about him. If you don't know who Duran Bernard is, I suggest you get to know him. It's time for my, one of my favorites, my top three, Pop. Oh. <laughs> no, I was like, I had to listen to it again. I'm like, hold up, wait. <laughs> Same. I don't. I don't come back to that one too often. I like it. Yeah, it's probably I'm like, listen that's to why I'm it, about, but it's not my personal favorite. Speak to me. If I'm letting the album play, that's I'm about to I'll, to I'll let it rock. Yeah. Really? Now, speak to me is one I'll come back to. I love mind you. I love this whole album. But speak to me is not what I always right. come back to. The pop. I don't know what it's about pop. It's just so like, I guess it's the, just the guitar. And then of course, then she hits you with another banger. Boom, whipped cream. Now, mind you, we already knew whipped cream was coming because it was a single. But I want to remind everyone, the first time I listened to the song, I had to listen to it 20 times because that's how big it spoke to me. I said, this song is me. Like, the, my like spending money that like you don't need to spend doing squats I in the mean, damn gym to get somewhere. Uh, like, oh god. No, when she's in the like, beat, it's so squat. Mm. I've been. Now, but yeah, it's it's is everything. It is. Ooh, it's beautiful. Oh, like, I see why you named this shit, butter because it is smooth, sis. It is, it, smooth. it is smooth. The whole album is smooth. Oh my gosh! Like, mm So ugh, I love whipped cream. It's a really a masterpiece. It is a Ooh, masterpiece. She was like, "I'm gonna go to the gym, squat, little row for a man." Sure, fucking am. Maybe you could pay one of these bills. Come on over here. I'm having a you bad receiving, day. Yes. Uh, yes. Give, give me some tips. Receiving. Ooh. Not giving. Receiving. Not giving head ass. I said yes. Call them out, Ari. Call, Call them, them the fuck. Deceiving. Out. Receiving. 
not giving. It's not. I said, uh, Ari, speak to your girl. Yes. Energy, energy, energy. Yes. Because childish. I said, this, it really, it was so smooth and had like this luxurious beat. Uh, oh, but it was ooh. that, and that's pin, something I need pin to that hear. Pin that for next week because yes. we need we need that to get into that. That is something y'all need to hear. Tune in next me. week, child, because we because we, we can talk about that, and we could talk about the rose and some of y'all's niggas' energy around the rose. Poison. He'd be so mad that you that you want to get a nut. I'd be like, oh. not my man though. He don't he don't mind having a little sister. Anyways, but. Uh, next. Look, I had to. I had to sit in my whipped cream time to get to where I am now. You gotta. That's a sermon. You gotta sit in the whipped cream to get to the. You gotta sit. In it. Static is one of my one of those. When I think about a song that I have to really sit and meditate with, it's static. Mm-hmm. I really love to, like, and maybe it's just, you know, corny, but I like to pull to the song because there's, you know, spin pull and there's static pull. So I always put my pull on static and I pull to static and it's just a really nice, it's very therapeutic just to kind of flow and move, love to stretch to the song. It's really just, you know, you tune into to self. Right. And I probably should make an album, album for this you're yes, I agree too. It was really like a okay, let's get let's let's come back home. Let's really get centered. Like, right. don't and mm-hmm. I think like Ari Lennox. I hate to say this, but like, girl, listen to Static your song more. You need to listen to Static. Like, it's your song, and sometimes <laughs> it's a note to self type thing, and I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But listen yeah. to Static Ari. Like, I think a lot don't of this happening now, you could really relate to Static. Like. It's all of it is just literally white noise. And I think a lot of us, particularly as black women, we have to sit and be like, a lot of this shit that people throw at us, like, yes, it's dangerous. But a lot of this shit is really white noise. And like, it's static and people want us to be bothered and they want us to be shooken up and offended. And it's like, at some point, it's like, don't let the static get you. And I think that is yeah. something I know when I listen to the song, when I'm like in a, like in, when my head is all kind of crazy, I probably should listen to it tonight. Facts. I know. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I'm. I already know, and it's unfortunate that I already know this, but like, I'm probably gonna have a really rough couple of next days at work, um, and so I just really feel like I may need to like listen to to Shea Butter Baby on loop because I just it just hits me every time of just mm-hmm. like I am. A, I'm a black woman. I'm a main character in my life, and you know, I can just I need to start centering myself in a lot of what I do and and how I move and not just try to appease and and be kind of secondary to others. Could you use that right about me? I'll tell you that. Mm Mm-hmm. I just need to so yeah I need to I need to feel me. About to listen to static. Mm, Yeah, I'm about to listen to that while I have my lecture tomorrow. Yes girl. If this is is only one of two that we get, I'm just I'm I'm happy. I just I love this album so much. This is, and guess who's about to get it on vinyl? I want to get it on vinyl so bad. Because you need to. Yeah. We are going to take another short break and then we will come back with our last segment.
What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at the Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out bougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by the Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. Let me wet my whistle. Oh, that was a good whistle. Wow, look at me. I'm learning. Whistle while you work. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's recording. I just want you to know that that is recording. I, I recorded that. I have that documented. And the internet will hear it. I will put it on the internet at some point. Even if I just put it on my personal account. I'm exposing you for that. Because Ooh. why would you do that? I was not expecting <laughs> The bitch said, to the to 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 Oh God! Like, wait, wait a minute. Honestly, if you add that to the end of the episode, like, I'm with that. I hope y'all know I'm never going to be able to listen to that song the same again. <laughs> What's that other song I ruined too? Fever. Fuck um, the. These niggas got me. I sing. No, I sang that out loud every time. The way looked at me like, what? And I was like. <laughs> I forgot you wasn't I, there when that happened. I be forgetting that everybody <laughs> oh, don't know that. I was like, I forgot. That was a that was a, a was like, moment. What did you say? And I was like, fever. She said, I thought you said fucked up. I said, oh yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> These niggas got me. <laughs> Jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> I needed that oh, laugh. Oh my God. Ooh, Thanks, Asha. That was funny. Yeah. Is she fucking playing a pan <laughs> Yo, my face hurts from laughing so hard. That is jokes. I should be on another one. She been she been on her shit because when I listened to the last episode, she was like, "Pop rocks, oh my girl!" It gets me every fucking time. <laughs> Lord. It's like, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> Stupid. I hate y'all. Oh God. I hate both of you. I swear, uh, it's always one of us. Every episode, somebody it, it really a comedic is. gold. Somebody oh my God. Funny both shit. Like, silly. What was Jelena's the one where I like couldn't take it? We've been sexy walking for two days. <laughs> Shut the for fuck two up. Days. <laughs> mm, that's... <laughs> Could y'all know that's how it feels when your legs be limp? Like, this is too much. I have a sick weight. Jersey, Jersey songs is a workout. They are oh a workout. I also it's just so much choreography. Okay. All right. We are back with our last segment, Ask the Black Girl Roundtable. Um, as always, if you have any questions or you want some advice on anything, relationships, job advice recipes i don't know anything feel free y'all to email us right i know y'all got some questions yeah y'all, y'all, like y'all might just be afraid to tell you the, the brutal 
right some you're, you're gonna tell you the brutal truth they don't want to hear it right you need it though y'all exactly. lives are not that dandy it's okay you keep it's okay. You might not be ready. It's all right. We'll be here. <laughs> Damn, for you. The, do- the doors of the church are open. It ain't that. It ain't going that well. Come on, send the questions over. <laughs> we in a whole panoramic. It, it can't be going that well. I ain't only been going through some shit. Um, but today we're gonna take a little break from our, you know, relationship advice as we usually do. And I'm just gonna ask y'all a random question that popped into my head the last couple of days as I was watching horrendous Tyler Perry movies. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching Why Did I Get Married 1 and 2 and I would like to know who do you think was the worst person or worst couple in the in the I guess you could call it a series let's say that sure <laughs> the duology there you go because I was like it's not a trilogy I don't know what you the what you call it was. in the sequel there you go thank you Asha. duology no duology sequel is the def- second one duology oh but word. duology is the is whole it? I Duology is two. Let me, I'm pretty sure. Let me stop lying. Cause I'm about to say I never heard. I, if I'm gonna believe a word, is going. I'm gonna believe the word from you, Dana. You hear me? I'm like, <laughs> makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duology, a pair of related novels, plays, or movies. Yeah, okay, okay, make that up. okay duology. The word of that. the day, y'all. Duology. I'm not that creative. Doo-doo-doo-doo. I was like, Dana, an English major. If she says it's a word, it's a word. And I'm like, I've heard that word before. I was like, it sounds right. Like I heard Anywho. that in the academic setting. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> who would like to go first in their terrible duology of couples? <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. The so, phone is yours. Thank you. So <laughs> on at first glance, I would say that the worst couple is Jill Scott and that man whose name I can mm-hmm. and, and I want to preface I don't know anybody's name in the film. I'm just gonna go by their government names and or they <laughs> indicators. I think his name was um, Mike. Sure. Yes, it um, was. It was Mike. Mm-hmm. Sheila okay. and Mike. Yes, Sheila and Mike. Okay, so at first glance, it would be Sheila and Mike. And normally, I would, I would be like, okay, no, like it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as some of the shit. But when he brought that bitch to the cabin, every time I'm like, you brought this bitch on vacation with us, with our friends, with my friends, and so yes. I should stab you, right? Like she shattered that that glass on his head, and just like Angela said, I hope he's dead. Me too, girl. I also hope he's dead and he needs to stay dead and he should have been the one to die in the second movie spoiler alert um because I was so ready they was like somebody gonna die in the film I was ready for him to die um but after careful you know rewatching and analysis the worst couple is Tyler Perry and I think her name was Diane yeah. um because, I think so. and it wasn't mm-hmm. and it wasn't because of Diane it was because of Tyler and he was just gaslighting the fuck out of her that whole movie. First of all, do I think you should have had a conversation with your husband about getting your tubes tied? Sure. But he act like he had been personally victimized. Like she fucking gave him a fucking snip nip. Like she gave him a fucking vasectomy in his sleep. Like, no, <laughs> she doesn't want to give birth anymore. She is the one who has to carry children. And so she don't want to do that anymore. She got her tubes tied. And then the second movie, you done bullied her and guilted her so much that she got her tubes untied and literally literally created another human life again after that. And then you're going to scare me to make me think that you done got your secretary pregnant and make me feel like as a good wife, I got to stay with you while you get this bitch pregnant. Actually, I don't want you back anymore. Fuck her and fuck you. And I should stab you. 
Right. That was not yeah. funny. Y'all can have each other. And then also like, oh, you're emotionally cheating to me on September 27th. You made love to me like you had never b- before. Nigga. What? Like, was she wrong because she cheated? Yes. But like, sir, you you was doing And they haven't lot. done anything. And the part of it was, yes, I think emotional cheating is cheating. 110%. But as opposed to making it seem like she was just this huge villain, I think what you should have done was facilitate a conversation, especially since it seemed that you noticed this shit about how she was feeling unfulfilled in her relationship. Instead of keeping a fucking record of every day that you felt like she, you curled your hair this one way on this day and I noticed it and I ain't say shit. And then on this day you put on perfume and I noticed it and I ain't say shit. And then we had sex that one day and you was really into it. And I thought that you was thinking about him, but I ain't say shit until this particular moment until I could compile all my fucking evidence to show you that I am the best husband and you're a disgusting ass bitch. So Weirdo. she needed a divorce. Say, don't you know yeah. Calipari always has to be the savior in his movies? I seen somebody talking about that online and I was like, I a thousand percent agree. And if it's a black woman, like even though we are not talking about this movie, I have to say it, the way that temptation ended it did not have to end that way. He did not have to give that woman HIV and age her like 25 years. That was he so didn't have to do it. I didn't have a problem. I mean, I that was wild. But also, like, why did she have to go get her HIV drugs from, from the pharmacy that her ex-husband was running with his new exactly. wife and his kids? And she got to go back there every week to look at his ass. What? What? I was like, exactly. And they pretended they friends. And also on, on what on what universe is anyone cheating on Lance Gross? Gross. With whoever that like nigga was. was. You were supposed to choose when somebody else. When he came out in that cowboy hat and that guitar, I said, this unlocked a fantasy. I didn't even know <laughs> you I were fucking about, you what? <laughs> so what you complaining about that bir- that is the birthday gift for all birthday gifts. Said, like, all right then. I guess I'm into this now. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> right, need this fantasy in my life. Right, got my Listen, What's going all on? All right. Well, add that to the list of shit I need to do before I die. My next man's gonna be like, What do you want for your birthday? I want you to get a guitar and a cowboy hat and sing Try Little Tendus to Me in the doorway of our bedroom after you forget my birthday. Um, screaming. Oh my god. It just, I was like, He was supposed to switch their roles around because it just wasn't. Yeah, it it just wasn't. I personally would never cheat on my favorite new Kappa. Yes. Whoever that oh name my was. god. Uh, His J5 pictures up was like, yes. 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 Uh, come on, babe. I feel yeah. like that girl from the Boys for Nail concert was. Yes. I won't whisper in Lance Gross's eye. I'll say that right now. I will whisper anyway. I just thought that was just so wild that Tyler Perry did that to him, but let me see. My I digress. The most I still think the most <laughs> evil character is Mike. Like I get all that you say about Tyler Perry, and yes, but just the sheer audacity to make your yes. wife not you drive, but she now has to drive up a damn mountain while you are still on the plane with your side chick. Yeah, you're never you're not seeing heaven, friend. Sorry to tell you, not at all. No, not at all. And then you want to talk about her to her friends. 
Tyler Perry, you're a fucking menace because why would you ever write him to do that? Because I'm sorry, if I had a friend who, first of all, her husband is home here with some other other chick that's not like, oh, we made her big ass drive. The movie ends there because I've killed you. My thing yeah. is, before before you move on for that point, I want everyone to remember, that was her friend too. That was her friend. That was her friend. Yes. That was yeah. her friend. She invited her to come. And she was fucking her husband. Exactly. A and B, if I invite you to come and they like, oh, you can't get on the plane, bitch, you getting in the car too. It should have been a fly by everybody. Everybody's getting in the car. It should have been a a slasher film. And then also, why did you bring her there? Whatever. Why'd you bring her there? And then homegirl, you all like, uh, uh, ooh, ooh, I'm so sorry. Like, that to me, it was just, it was just the audacity for me, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. But if I'm the friend, I'm gonna cuss all of you. I'm like, I just want to let you know that when Sheila gets to when Sheila gets here, I'm telling her all of this, all Absolutely. of this, all of this, Absolutely. and I it's over for y'all. So do whatever you need to do to prepare yourselves. But I'm telling her all this, and you, Miss Missy, I can't fight him because he's, you know, bigger than me. But I'm going to fight you because you know what's going on. So I'm going to fight. And then he had the nerve. Ooh. He was like, you can keep your car. Damn straight I can keep my car. What the fuck? You can keep can you car. keep your life? He was just unnecessarily mean. Just like unnecessarily When she was like in the lingerie and he was like making fun of her. I was like, yo. that is... You ain't had to say all that. He was That's evil. why really Dana is right. The real villain is Tyler Perry. The Damn, real villain right. is Tyler Perry. That is more ways than one. Listen. <laughs> yes. That is who we should really be throwing stuff at. I think I don't pick Mike because, you know, Sheila did have a better relationship to kind of like, you know, flourish in in the second film. And so we didn't get two films of Mike. Now we have back to back Tyler because he was just on some some shit. shit. Like both two straight films. And it was like, and it was, I don't even think it was so much his character. It was the way they painted Diane. Like she was just this awful woman for wanting a career and not wanting to have any more children mm-hmm. and for, right. you know taking onus of her body like should she have a conversation with her husband about how she does not want to give birth anymore absolutely hey I'm actually I actually don't want any more kids this was very hard on me this is very traumatic on me as a woman and as a caretaker in the family I'm going to have to devote more time and energy to raising our kids our other son is kind of past the baby phase and I don't have that in me anymore Right. She could have had that conversation, absolutely. But she, and I would have, and I would feel, I would be, I would be a hundred ten percent on the mic train if she did not get her tubes untied in the right. second film and had the baby. Right. That I felt like was wild because at no point did he ever compromise for her. She gave him everything he wanted, and he still had an issue, which is why she was emotionally cheating on you because you do not care about anybody's emotions but your own. Yep. I agree. But because you're an, uh, a good man, quote, air quotes, unquote. y'all can't see it, it's a podcast, <laughs> be forgetting, because you are quote unquote a good man, she needed to bend over backwards and sacrifice her wants for you. Suck a bag of dicks. Which Why? boo, tomato, 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 corny, corny boo, boo. tomatoes. <laughs> no, mine is probably an unpopular opinion. Well, I have worst couple and then who I technically deem worst person. So I have a worst, different worst person than I have worst couple. And my, I will, You want to say yours first? 
Yes. Okay. My worst person is Angela, but I was in full support of everything that she did. Because when I tell you, I just love somebody who was like, I'm going to throw all this shit into disarray with no remorse. And also like, it is what it fucking is. And she was just there to fucking cause trouble. And so she was the absolute worst. Marcus did not need to be married to her, but... I love, I love her. Marcus That's what I'm doing. I am in full support of everything that she did. Marcus you were the worst. But continue. But continue yes. on. She was when she said boom. Yes, that was like she was, I, she was used that for everything. Boom. When I tell you there is a picture of her next to the word retaliation in the dictionary yes. because yes. she is go- revenge. Revenge. <laughs> said you didn't to, get it from Keisha you got it from, it from Bruce a Walter yep Walter I got a shot I was just waiting for you to say something boom <laughs> I went to the note I was at that table they was way too calm because I would have been like wait a damn minute it wasn't it wasn't enough gasping <laughs> no they all just sitting there like I'd have been like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> y'all was not y'all was not I'm giving like, enough energy for that. You, oh, as soon as she would have hit that shit. boom, I would have fell the I'd fuck have been under out. the table texting somebody, y'all not gonna believe what just happened. This bitch fucking got you. Boom. And then got mad when he jumped up and she was like, arrest him. Now nah, girl, you know You deserve you, you look, know. You he didn't need, he don't need to put his hands on you, but you you need to You, you need know, to you know you wrong. You need to sit with what you did for a moment. Because you, you gave this man a fucking venereal disease. That is funny as hell. You didn't but get nah. it, Keisha. You got it from Walter. Asha, do you have a different worse person? Or is you stand by who you say? <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. Mike was Mike was pretty terrible. Mike was horrible, but you know what can Angela, you do, girl? Mm. Angela always on, on the train in the first movie. She was like, and I heard y'all talking shit. Fuck Fifi. What did the dog do? <laughs> and when she was trying no. to catch him cheating on her, get oh she my, kept, God. she kept ooh. She was just doing a lot she, at all she, times. At all times, she, she was on twenty five, all the fucking time. Now, if I was, I would have got a divorce if I was Marcus. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, because you gave, gave me an STD. He did. They truly did. She's my worst person, but they were they were the best couple to me. They really loved each other. That's how you they, knew. They yeah, they really loved each other. Put up with something like that. And they deserved each other. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, their TV show was wonderful. They were actually pretty functional in the TV right. show. Good. But All right, my, you up. my worst couple, and it is probably an unpopular opinion, is Janet Jackson and her husband. Well, yeah, That's because fair. he died. While like, they, they were... Well, yeah, he should... No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he shouldn't have did that but it was just like from jump how are you gonna be telling everybody what to do with their relationship and doing all these relationship exercises and you you fully neglecting your relationship over here you're being a hypocrite Yeah. strike one strike one strike two you over here resenting your, your wife for years because of what happened to the baby 
you got sir sir y'all live in the same house y'all could have been yeah. talking about this y'all could have got y'all, y'all could have been, been talking about therapy. this <laughs> yeah and then you want to go and somehow i don't know what triggered this that you would be an asshole out of nowhere right and start drinking all day and acting a damn fool it's more so him than Janet Jackson. She was doing some stuff, but he just took to the whole left turn. That's why I feel bad when he died. I was like, well. It was just so random to me. Like, just. It was random. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt Ooh. like it should have been Mike. I wasn't upset, but I was like, oh, damn. Like, I mean, that should have been Mike. I'm getting. Yeah, because Mike, they ended up. He got cancer, which leads me to who I think is the worst person is fucking Sheila, Jill Scott. Really? This. This man made you drive up a mountain. He was mentally and emotionally abusive. He was cheating. You find a good man. Your life is getting together over here. And then your ex-husband says, I got cancer. And you decided to go run back like a puppy tucker. But I'm going to help take care of him. Why? For what? I don't (laughs) care. I don't care. I don't care. You you got money. I could keep the car, right? You got the money. You hire a home health nurse. She throws out all true. your assets. He made sure that you didn't have a dime mm. left to your name. A dime, bro. He left me high and dry, and I'm the most you're getting from me is a is a uh, good luck text, and that is it. Right. Here's a get well true. soon card, and the yellow pages to help you find a home health nurse. You because right. why do you think I'm about to drop everything? And come help you. Almost got divorced over this. Yeah. Because you want to go behind your husband's back. You're going and then you start pulling strings him. to get him in the police. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're That's doing too another much. Lance Gross situation too. Where yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something girl. I would not be thinking about Mike. Right. That man sitting at home. Nah he was a cop. So you know minus 15 points. But, but. it's fine. He was fine. So. We can get over it. That's what's like. And she just I was mean. doing too much. And then my last strike was when she didn't beat Homegirl up in that bathroom. Yeah, Forget she should have her ass. She should have whooped I, her fucking I ass. I thought about what I would do when I saw you. Forget, forget For, the no. talking. It's all about the action. I know what I wanted to do when I seen you When next. I see you, when I say it's on site, I don't care where we are. Oh, hey, she boop. Boom. <laughs> Pow. So, but what happened to her? I don't know. I don't know I what needed, happened. The only Tyler Perry movie that got it right was fucking Helen. Because when Helen was whooping him, striking, squealing his ass all over the fucking house. But I tell you, I was like, yup, bitch. And my favorite part is when he can't talk and she turns around and be like, answer me. <laughs> no, my favorite part is Christina. Christina. Christina's not here. <laughs> He all blubber under the water. Like, and stop blowing them bubbles. <laughs> she was mad. She was mad. She was fed up. You know, my friends at watching. I said, you know, she really might kill him. <laughs> Look, she was ready for him to drown. Mess up. She. She always kept him at an inch of his life. I said, I know that's right. A menace. And, and that's how Jill Scott was supposed to beat a Mike. Yeah, like, all right, I'm gonna come take care of you, all right? Mm-hmm. You not? They not doing it like my girl did. And she, she I said, "Bro, you supposed to wheel him down the stairs? What you doing?" When she hit him that first time and turned around, it said, "Whack!" Yes. 
correct. When she said, she said, <laughs> Dana, it's the perfect time for your monologue. I was coming for it. But it's on microphone. How could you do this to me? To us? Got my, got me stressed out. Got my hair falling out. Two miscarriages. I wanted children too, Charles. And had you not been with those hoes, we would have them. But the crazy thing is, I gave you life, even though you took it from me. Answer me! But <laughs> <laughs> she hit that answer me every time. It just bends me. <laughs> Dying of starvation, kids. It's <laughs> not funny. Oh my god. She be like, you better fucking say something to me. You better pull the strength and of God from me. To him, I'm going to let you sit here for a couple of days. <laughs> think about Why would you? Like he had much of a choice. <laughs> he really he did sit there for a couple of days. He, she came he back from like, I'm gonna let you. She said it like it was all right. I'm gonna let you sit here for a few yes. days. Days. Think about what you have done, bitch. I'm screaming. Days. Days. And it's like, and they're gonna show Tyler Perry is a menace to society. And they're gonna show the sun going up and down a couple of times. <laughs> He's just sitting there. Oh, all right. Second question. <sighs> this is funny as hell. Mm-hmm. What was the I'ma say most unnecessary or unrealistic scene in a Tyler Perry movie where you just Ac- was like, why did y'all put this in there? Acrimony. Ooh. How did she get on the boat? <laughs> Bone the fuck dry. <laughs> she got superpowers, y'all. Y'all know that? How it did was a she Marvel get movie and y'all just didn't on know. the boat dry <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn sea? No. No. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I'm. I think it's 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 a it's a couple of things that I can mention, and I know we could we could criticize Tyler all the live long day because some of these films, man. But I appreciate what you tried to do for the black community. Yes, I love um, me a Medea play. Number one, the braids and fucking um, what's his face? Who's that man? Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore's hair. It was eighty-eight <laughs> braids in his fucking head. <laughs> What the fuck is there? Eighty-eight cornrows in this wig, unnecessary. Why it up like that? It's still so damn high. Listen, and they got this bandana on like at yeah. all times. Why? What? Why couldn't he just have been bald? Like, why do he have to have these? Yeah, why he have to have them? Why was that exactly. essential to his character? I didn't understand. Um, so that's just my that's honorable mention. But to me, it's like the acting did not line up in. Um, Medea's family reunion. It was a lot of acting styles going on in that film. Yes. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I can see that. And sometimes it would just take me out. Like, I know this was supposed to be the sad, like, moment of, oh my God. But when my girl is telling her story about how she was, like, sexually abused, I just be like, why is she so, like, high drama like juilliard like i'm giving like a shakespeare monologue and everybody else is just like bet special like that's what what? is this the same family like why does she have this high caliber accent and the rest of y'all it's true and you are gonna tell her 
gonna tell you're gonna tell <laughs> i met the actress the actress her name was lisa very sweet woman she uh, did a play at arena very very sweet woman um yeah and but i always was tempted to ask her like what was that you what made was- some choices you made choices and she's no she's a very great actress she's very like you can tell she's very trained she knows what she's doing yes. she does her research and i don't fault her for that that is a, that's a director fault like that's, as a yeah, director a you should like, you should have was, made a choice i was yeah. like what was the room like sister what was the room like that's all i want to know and it's not all, in the same one because i'm just like you was you was acting Give okay me. you was like this is this is our moment like we are going for academy award yeah. and she was like and everybody else was just like all right that she didn't happen her, her sister and that didn't sister happen. was terrible <laughs> she was like she was not giving it no you yeah, know um, it was only it was her and lynn whitfield were the only ones who was really giving Performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Lynn tried to. Lynn tried to. Blair Underwood was doing his thing. He, he played he, crazy. He was, and yeah. that's why people don't like him to this day. No, for real. Listen, you want? Now, you talk, y'all talk about that movie. If you have never seen the film Asunder, Asunder? Hmm. 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 you made me watch that shit. I sure did. I forgot. Was he the guy playing Asunder too? Blair Underwood is a nut. Yeah, it was when he was a masturbating to her shrine. I said, "Oh no, <laughs> y'all go watch it. Ew. Go watch it because it's crazy as hell." That was the wildest shit I've ever seen. But, uh, and then, so that's that one. And the last one is when that nigga dropped them kids off the. the oh my god! Yes. In, in for color. Oh Girl. yeah, why that was you, unnecessary. Why did you need to see that? that? And why did they have to Michael? You couldn't look at him the same after that either listen they tried to to save him i'm like my like a man and i was like it's too soon you need to get you need to get away from me for a little bit yeah that's why i i've only watched that movie once now granted i've known about the i've known about the play for like years since i was like in middle school i knew about the play so i knew what happened in the play but the way the play does it is just it's it's just a lot better and so i would just never watch for color girls the movie again ever don't ask me to uh unless my life depends on it and i mean really there's a gun to my head i will not watch that movie it's just trauma on top of trauma on top it's of trauma and the thing about the play is like when there are highs there are highs but when there are lows, they're they're still low, and the movie to me never hits the highs. I'm like, where yes. was, there was no highs no in highlight. the movie. There was not one. The, not the, one. The play is rough, but it, it sits a lot in like black sisterhood, and there's no yeah. set, and so it's literally just like women on stage telling their stories as opposed right. to like I'm watching you live this, and it was just like wow. No. But my my unnecessary Tyler Perry moment is in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, that final church scene when the girl crackhead mom busts through the doors <laughs> and is singing. How did you know what part of the song we was on? Where did you even come from? And then out of nowhere, Charles can walk and he go in and get saved. He has a sudden change of heart Word. and Helen is like oh my god he's found Jesus it's all we ever wanted and y'all got what is it Cicely Tyson I think yeah. she in that movie I'm just like what 
Where you going? Ooh, these legends out here mind you i love their version of the song love it yeah but this was the most dramatic thing that could ever happen and i also have a question to tyler perry how many crackheads do you know in life because it's a lot of them in a lot of the things that he do yeah janine from house of pain mm-hmm. was on crack the dude from temptation he was on coke like what I will never forget that when they showed and this was like, oh yeah, I do some coke, bitch. No, it was like that's why your she was like that's why your crackhead mom didn't want you. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was an unnecessary that's moment. <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> and then Lance Gross go, he was already having a bad night. And then here comes Lance Gross pushing you through a glass window. What? What is this? What is going on? <laughs> I'm gonna get oh, beat up in my own house and I'm high out of blue my blue my high. This is too much. Ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. The most the most unnecessary of them all. Tyler, why did you put yourself in that action film? Nobody <laughs> believed you. Fuck it, was it Alex Cross? I said yes, sir, nobody her, sir. I said, why is Medea fighting? <laughs> <Cry>. <laughs> reason I didn't see that movie because I was like don't nobody want to see Tyler Perry running around what is Will Smith was busy I'm gonna be in the action film alright we're not coming oh my gosh Tyler Perry is a menace and he needs to be stopped these TV shows he got gotta be stopped Mm-mm. oh my god it's the too movies. much <sighs> oh lord oh that's funny Oh mm. my god. Alex Cross. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we all forgot about that one, didn't we? I didn't. <laughs> Push that to the back of my mind. Like I will never let you forget that. Oh my lord. Why is Tyler Perry Laura Croft? Alright, y'all. Any other thoughts? Go watch <clears throat> some Tyler Perry movies and laugh. Go listen to Shea Butter Baby and have a wonderful night afternoon morning or whatever you're listening to this night have a good life well that is going to wrap up this episode of black girl roundtable thank you guys so much for tuning in as always please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast it really helps us out if you are listening on apple Podcasts, we actually did have to re-upload the podcast there so you may need to resubscribe if you want those notifications and make sure you drop us a rating wherever you're listening it helps us out helps other people find the podcast and will help us you know i don't know conquer the world or something like that um make sure you are following us on social media we are at the bougie black girls on tiktok and instagram you can also visit bougieblackgirls.com for updates on anything we have going on and things soon to come that is going to close us out for this episode and we will catch y'all next time